Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Jesse Kelly, tonight at 6 on 710 WOR. Now, the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Welcome, everybody. Wednesday edition of Clay and Buck is going right now. Got a racked and stacked show. A lot of news, a lot of analysis, a lot of things going on to address with all of you. Uh, Clay on vacation in Australia. We'll be back in two days. Um, two days, so he'll have stories of koalas and kangaroos and saltwater crocodiles, and maybe he even will come back with a faint Australian accent. You never know, but he'll be back with us on Friday is the plan right now, assuming flights and everything go as scheduled. So let's get into what we have today, my friends. Um, happy $34 trillion debt day, everybody. The U.S. government officially hit $34 trillion in debt. I feel like that's kind of a big deal. I feel like it's kind of a big number. I mean, $34 trillion. Next thing you know, we're going to be at 40 When do we all start to agree that this is a problem? We shall discuss a bit more on that later. 12 days until Iowa. I have some... Iowa thoughts uh, for all of you. Mayor Adams in New York City saying that they're not allowed to turn migrants over to ICE. You know, sanctuary jurisdiction. She'll discuss that. Um, and then seeking sanctuary from the blue state of New York, our good friend, the one and only Sean Hannity, officially announces his move to Florida full time. I thought that was great. Another official Floridian. Uh, which is, I mean, he's going to love it. Oh, he's been down here a ton already, but it's going to be great. Welcome, Sean. Very excited to have you as a full-time Sunshine State resident. Uh, we've also got, let me see here, 
Um, Texas Governor Abbott saying he's transported 95,000 migrants. So we got some 95,000 migrants to Democrat-run cities. We have some uh, important issues of immigration to discuss, to be sure. One of the most important uh, continuous uh, subjects here on the show. So that, that's giving you a rough roadmap of where we're going. But I do have, for your uh, listening enjoyment now, more of the not just fallout, but also the all-out effort to defend Claudine Gay. I have seen some crazy stuff in my time, honestly. I have seen Democrats lie about Trump for four years of Russia collusion and then not care about the fact that it was all a total fabrication. I've seen a lot of things. But to watch the left in a frenzy really debase themselves, I mean, make a mockery of themselves to try to defend uh, Claudine Gay in this situation. Let me just first say, turns out that Dr. Gay, are they going to let her keep this doctorate in the humanities? I do wonder about that. Um, I, I would wonder who wrote a better doctoral thesis or maybe borrowed a better doctoral thesis, Dr. Gay or Dr. Jill Biden? Neither of them are carrying stethoscopes around, but Dr. Dr. Gay, Dr. Jill Biden. Um, but here's what we know. She is going to receive her ni- a $900,000 salary and stay in the Harvard Political Science Department. So she's stepping down as president of Harvard University. But she keeps a great job, a Harvard professorship, and is going to make a million dollars, basically. Sure, if you add in some other benefits and things, it's it's over a million dollars. So that's the punishment, huh? Um, there's a lot of interesting and really mind blowing explanations of this. I want I wanted to share some of them with you, just so we can all have a reminder of uh, what we are up against. Uh, first of all, this was my favorite actually. Here is CNN, a CNN reporter, Matt Egan. I want you to listen now. Look. Not all of us are, uh, you know, academics who got masters or PhDs, obviously, but we all basically know what plagiarism is, right? You know, you take stuff, you pretend you wrote the stuff, but it's somebody else's stuff. You don't quote it, you don't cite it, and clearly you didn't mean to do either. Um, here is CNN just twisting in knots to try to explain this situation as though it's not an obvious plagiarism scandal. It's maybe something else. This is cut seven. Go for it. These plagiarism allegations uh, where Claudine Gay has had to issue corrections, um, multiple corrections. Now, we should note that um, Claudine Gay has not been accused of stealing anyone's ideas in any of her writings. Uh, she's been accused of sort of a, more like a copying uh, other people's writings without attribution. So it's been more sloppy ap- attribution than stealing anyone's ideas. No, actually, she's being accused of stealing ideas because that's the same thing. Isn't that amazing? She's not being accused of idea theft. She's being accused of cutting and pasting other people's published work and pretending it's her work. And accused over 50 or 60 times. That's CNN. You just heard what this guy says. It's remarkable. But whatever they can do, whatever smoke screen they can throw up, because they know, they know this is a meaningful blow to the diversity, equity, and inclusion apparatus. That if the 
black female president of Harvard University is fireable. Any DEI hire anywhere within the system is fireable. Although, as we know, it's really just a demotion, not a firing. But, you know, close, close in this case, to be sure. Um, I was going to say, but not enough. Let me see. The New York Times, so skilled in the most mendacious propaganda. New York Times writes, how a proxy fight over campus politics brought down Harvard's president. Uh, a proxy fight over campus politics? She said that there are some cases where you can call for the extermination of the Jews on campus, and then we found out that she's a serial plagiarizer with no body of work to justify her professorship whatsoever. Harvard? Do you know how hard it is? I mean, this just takes a step back, because I, I had a number of friends. When I worked in the government, I had friends with not only a, a master's degrees. If you work in the government, a master's degree is like, uh, you know, it's like buying a latte. I mean, everybody's got one. Um, and, you know, a master's degree in international relations, a master's degree in security studies, all these things. And so I worked with a lot of those people, and, and a bunch of them have PhDs. And you know what one of the most common things I would hear from? And I'm talking about people with PhDs from, you know, the Yale History Department or the Harvard Political Science Department or, you know, whatever, you know, Stanford. Um, I would say, so you work in the government, it's interesting. And they would tell me, particularly if they were white male, yeah, I couldn't get a job in academia. And I would say, you can't get a job in academia with your credentials? They said, no, no chance. Can't even get an interview really for a state school position, never mind an elite university. So, you know, this is also when you think back to Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren was an entirely unremarkable, mediocre law student who ends up as a law professor at Harvard. Why? Because she pretended to be a Native American. Sitting bullcrap, she was called, I believe, by the one and only Ann Coulter, right? I mean, there are people who see this, and they understand what's going on here. They see the system. They see how it is a falsehood. And and really, so, you know, Elizabeth Warren gamed the system in the most obvious way, pretending she was a fake Native American. Um, But here I sit, and I think to myself, what happens now with this system? Well, they're defending this in the most aggressive ways where there there is no effort to sound like you're being reasonable it's just whatever defense you can throw up it's it's the equivalent of flailing right intellectual equivalent of flailing just uh, wh- whatever you can do to try to run some cover for the situation here i can give you more examples of this but understand the whole DEI apparatus is built on the Demand that standards be lowered, and then the demand that you not talk about the lowered standards. Well, that's a problem for some people. Some people don't like being forced to lie. Some people don't like being forced to live in the lies of others. Hmm, we're seeing that here. Um, but if you're wondering the lengths that they will go to, as I said, a proxy fight over campus politics is how Harvard describes it. No. You had an unqualified woman elevated for reasons of diversity, equity, and inclusion to be the president of Harvard University. She stumbled terribly during a, a congressional questioning over anti-Semitism. 
Although that was the opinion the left wanted her to have. I have to remind everybody of that. She was not going rogue when she said that. That's why the other university presidents said it as well. Um, but a, a couple of them, at least. What was it? UPenn and MIT. UPenn president gone. MIT. That president's still holding on, I believe. Right, team? Let me know if, if, I mean, I think you could, yeah, I think you could measure her career with an egg timer at this point, but you know, still holding on. We'll see. Um, here though, you have really the mentality. I mean, if, if you're wondering, this is, from the Associated Press, which is supposed to be, it's not, of course, but it's supposed to be honest reporting about all of this. And they write, or I should say, neutral, straightforward reporting about all of this. They write, in the AP, Harvard's president resignation highlights new conservative weapon against colleges. Plagiarism. Okay, can we take a step back, everybody? A, a, a conservative weapon against colleges, plagiarism. I, I, I sit here, it's, it's like saying conservatives have have started a new campaign pouncing on those who steal from homes. They call them burglars and insist on the enforcement of the law. You say, well, hold on a second. I thought we all agreed that that's bad. I thought we all agreed that plagiarism is bad. This is the new weapon. This is the the quintessential, cliched, conservatives pounce moment, or in this case, Chris Rufo pounces. I'll get into that in a second. Um, I mean, it's, this is how crazy it is. They're trying to redefine plagiarism. They're trying to tell us suddenly that it doesn't matter. People's academic careers are ruined for this all the time. People's professional careers can be really uh, marred by this. I mean, there's there can be major consequences, usually are for other people, I know people who have been fired from their media jobs for plagiarizing in articles. You go and find this is a thing that happens. Fired. I mean, it's taken very seriously. Now, suddenly, people who work in media and people who work in academia are saying, I mean, is plagiarism really a thing, though? Is idea theft really a thing? You know, it's like I say, it would be, it, it, it is as though someone who is protected on the left is caught, you know, stealing from a store, and they say, it's not shoplifting, it's taking without remembering to ask politely if they could borrow the good that they took. Well, I mean, you could try to redefine anything that way, but at the end of the day, it's stealing. And that's what happened here. They keep saying, allegedly, allegedly. It's not alleged, you can see it. It's not. First of all, this isn't a crime, so there's no reporting requirement to say, that there's a presumption of innocence. I understand, right? Uh, allegedly murdered someone. You know, you should say allegedly until it's proven in a court of law, because if someone murdered someone, you know, that's, that's really bad. You don't have to say allegedly plagiarized. She plagiarized. It's clear for anyone to see. Here's her Here's her uh, published work. Here's other people's published work that wrote before her. She took it, didn't, didn't give it attribution. If she was a student, she'd be fired. I mean, she would be expelled. We all know this. But they're so desperate. Why are they so desperate? Why does this matter to them so much? Across the media, across academia, they are making fools of themselves in defense of Claudine Gay. But people think, oh, is this really that big of an issue? Apparently the left thinks it's a very big issue. Let's come back into this. And, and I have the, I didn't read you the Associated Press text. I just read you the headline. When I read you 
how they describe a historical practice. You, this, this is one of the truly great, and by great, I mean awful moments of Associated Press propaganda that you will, you will hear. And that's saying something. It's coming up in just a second. The holidays have come and gone, and you might be looking at ways to trim your budget in the new year. I mean, who's not trying to save some cash these days? Well, Pure Talk cell phone service can help with that. Instead of paying Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, 60, 70, or $80 a month per phone line, Pure Talk has unlimited plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. Get phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for just 20 bucks a month. That's how the average size family saves almost a thousand dollars a year. Those are great savings. With Pure Talk, you'll be switching to a company that shares your values, our values. That's really important these days, right? Put your money where your values are. Pure Talk isn't afraid to invest in shows like this one. They partner with shows like this that represent your values. So they're all in. You should be too. Do what I did. Switch to Pure Talk. It's my cell phone company, my main cell phone that I got right here in my hand that I use every day. It's Pure Talk. And I've never had a problem. In fact, I've had nothing but great connection, great customer service, and it's been a phenomenal experience. And the, I mean, talking about your budget, this is the best deal you're going to get for cell phone service anywhere. Pure Talk's U.S.-based customer service team. How many other big cell phone companies can say that, by the way? Standing by to serve you. Dial pound 250. Say the keywords Clay and Buck. Again, it's so easy to make the switch. You can do it from your phone right now. You just dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck, and you'll start off the year, saving on wireless with a company you're proud to be in business with. Pure Talk. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, making sense in an insane world. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When those those legends get here, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) You're here. You're here already. No, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we didn't the problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 
One more time, 833-995-GOLD. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. So I had mentioned to you in the effort to defend Claudine Gay and then and then to go after anyone perceived as uh, her you know, critics on this, attackers. There must be attackers because they pounce. They pounce. Only conservatives pounce. The left, they, they're speaking truth to power. But on the right, if you catch somebody doing something naughty, you pounce. Ah, okay. Well, this was quite a moment from the Associated Press. I want you to hear this one. Um, it says, Christopher Rufo, who of course now they have to try to just go all in to tear down Christopher Rufo, because he was right, and he got her. Right? I mean, he, he exposed this prominent DEI celebrated figure. Uh, but Christopher Rufo, this is the Associated Press piece. A conservative act, activist who helped orchestrate the event celebrated her departure as a win in his campaign against elite institutions, et cetera, et cetera. Formerly on Twitter, um, on, on X rather, he wrote scalped, um, invoking, and this is what I wanted you to hear, invoking a gruesome practice taken up by white colonists who sought to eradicate Native Americans. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Scalping, in in the AP's definition of this, is a bad thing that the bad white people did to the Native Americans. Perhaps they need a refresher that the scalping practice had very long history and roots in the Native American tribes that we are for some reason in this country supposed to pretend were not engaged in perpetual warfare and conflict over tribal boundaries, etc., like all other tribes through all history, essentially. I mean, this, it's madness. But yes, the problem you see with the, the practice of scalping is its appropriation and therefore ownership by the white colonists. Not the Native Americans who were doing it and who did it to the white colonists first. Okay, that's an interesting one. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, it's been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook lost his life in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. 
He had enlisted in the Army after graduating high school, left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son who he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The Foundation helps Gold Star and Fallen First Responder families as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Join Clay and me in donating $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. As a Harvard graduate myself, we have seen a failure of leadership from Claudine Gay, a failure of moral leadership, but also a failure of academic integrity, which is a cornerstone of any higher education institution. This is long overdue. It should not have taken the Harvard Corporation Board this long to demand her resignation. And I believe, as we continue our congressional investigation, that we will uncover what will be the greatest scandal in higher education because the Harvard Corporation members themselves are complicit in this cover-up of her plagiarism and, again, most importantly, their failure to protect Jewish students on campus. Now, that was Congresswoman Stefanik, and if you recall, she was the one who questioned Claudine Gay and got that jaw-dropping answer uh, from her about how calling for the extermination of the Jews might or might not be a violation of the Harvard campus code. Like, it really depends. I mean, how did they say it? You know, people just looked at this like, what the heck is going on? Uh, especially on a campus where using the wrong pronouns can get you in trouble and, you know, and, uh, any perceived, uh, misogyny because, you know, you, it just goes on and on and on. Okay. Okay. You know, you say, you can't say things like man up anymore because that's misogynistic. What if you're going to woman up? I mean, the whole thing is insane, right? Campuses have been like this for a long time. Uh, but she is, or she was able to point of, uh, left wing lunacy. And people need to stop writing massive checks. Harvard has $55 billion endowment. They need to stop doing this or it will never change. Um, and I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know that it will change right now. Uh, or I should say they're trying. We're trying. This is a step in the right direction, but this battle is far from won. This is the, this is the opening salvo. Um, they have gone so far into the depths of the left that this is going to take years and years of concerted effort just to make these campuses somewhat sane in terms of their policies, their politics, and uh, the narrative that they are increasingly um, just uh, brainwashing kids with, right? That, so that's, that's all a big part of this. I, I think that the, the uh, settlement, by the way, or rather the um, demotion of Claudine Gay that allows her to keep her $900,000 salary and also $900,000 to do what exactly? You know, you really think about this, uh, and just keep her professor role at, at, uh, in the political science department. I think that they are doing that maybe for legal reasons to avoid a lawsuit because gay could very well sue Harvard for wrongful termination and then try to subpoena some of the internal records and discussions about her firing by the Harvard Corporation, by the board. Um, and, yeah, they don't want that. They don't want that. So that may be why, because otherwise, also I think that Harvard is entirely, if they had any chance 
of keeping Claudine Gay in her role without sustaining ongoing and massive reputational damage. As I said, and it is so true, the left cannot abide mockery. They cannot allow people to laugh at them because that just destroys their power. That destroys the power they have to make people think that they're elite, to make people think they're the smart ones, to make people think that they should be in charge. Oh, they do not like jokes. They do not like being made fun of, as you know. And uh, this is also why, remember there was that blogger just recently um, who got sent to jail for making uh, making the the Hillary Clinton voting memes about, you know, you can vote by phone or whatever it was, and the DOJ under Biden sent that guy to prison. They don't, they don't like jokes. They don't like mockery. They went on, to, they, they communicated with Twitter, as you know, to try to bring down uh, things about, I believe it was uh, Hunter Biden, that not, not, too much mockery, not allowed. The Biden White House speaking to Twitter. Hey, he's got to pull that down. They don't like it. It's always true of those who are lacking in humility and who come from a place of insecurity, a fu- fundamentally a place of insecurity, of lack of belief in themselves. They compensate for that. And they compensate for it by wanting to control you, wanting to be authoritarians, and how you are not allowed to make fun of them, right? Um, and that, that I think, because Harvard was just getting abused online as a result of this. I mean, Harvard was the most elite university in the world. Everyone's like, really? Really, Harvard? So that was why they had to do something. But um, I'm not sure that this is the end. Uh, there could be further litigation. Uh, I know that uh, Chris Rufo has put out a a bounty of sorts on finding other high-level academics who have been serial plagiarists. And, I mean, I could tell you this. You know, you know who enforces plagiarism rules? Colleges and universities. They're the only ones that do it, really. I mean, yeah, maybe you could, you know, sue if someone wrote a book and they copied and pasted whole sections without, sure, but generally speaking, unless it's a copyright infringement issue, the only place that's really going to enforce this stuff are news outlets to some degree, and college campuses. Does anyone think, and I mean anyone, that there has been an effort to look into the the possible plagiarism of prominent minority DEI-celebrated hires in any of these universities? Meaning, do you think that there was a look the other way or, or don't even, you know, don't look at all policy about whether there was scholarship that had been uh, taken without proper authorization or take it. What was I keep forgetting the term inadequate site, inadequate citation problems. Uh, I, I can assure you that the system um, that no one at Harvard, no one at Yale, no one in the Ivy League, no one at Duke, no one at Stanford, no one at any of these schools, you know, Amherst, where I went. Can't pronounce the H. That's always the tell. Not allowed to pronounce the H. Then it's like you're not in the know. You're not in the club. It's Amherst, not Amherst. Yeah. We were told that in the very beginning. Um, wherever you are, do you think that any of the, any of the, not just the boards, but the various, uh, professorial committees in these places were thinking to themselves, I don't know, this new, this new hire we have, who's a racial minority and a member of the LGBTQ plus community, I think that some of her stuff or his stuff or you know, whatever, um, I think that some of this individual stuff uh, I've seen before. Did you think they would dig into that? Of 
course not. Because the point wasn't scholarship. And that's what this all really gets to. That's why there's such a frenzy around defense. The point was the left on campus and across society, across America, has has made a system where people are elevated based upon skin color, gender identity, sexual orientation, and and the best thing is you can get all of those things together. So you get kind of a uh the the you know all of the victimization rolled into one individual if you can. If you can find that, that's the absolute goal. And then you elevate these people and say, see, look what we've done. We now have a uh a pansexual you know, Inuit teaching Shakespeare at, you know, Brown University, right? And everyone goes, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. A pan- I've always wanted to study under a pansexual Inuit. This is exactly what I've been on my whole life. All the Shakespeare I've read leads to this moment. And that's what the kids on the campuses, and that's what the professors are supposed to do. They're supposed to praise this and think it's fantastic. Um, but guess what? There's a problem. You can't just, dis- those should be the only questions that matter, but they've inverted that. Those are secondary or even tertiary concerns. Those are way in the background. You know what matters to them? Exactly what I said, that the whole campus gets to clap and feel good about itself because the first Inuit pansexual professor of Shakespeare is teaching. Brown, by the way, is a real loony bin. I'm sorry, Brown University, but it's a really crazy place. It's a crazy place. Um, of all the, I mean, Wesleyan is very, very crazy. Brown is a crazy place. I'm trying to think of what else is at the absolute top. I mean, they're not even in the head. Harvard's getting all the heat here. Imagine what it's like at these other places. I think Wesleyan had a naked dorm for a while. True story. Check it out. Walk around naked. A nudist dorm. I mean, that actually sounds kind of fun. But you know what I'm saying. It's crazy. It's crazy. We'll take some of your calls here. 800-282-2882. You know, if you're one for New Year's resolutions, how about adding this one to the list? Digitally transferring your family's photos and home movies so you can be preser- they can be preserved forever. I was with my father-in-law, Joe, and he had this huge box of photos and film reels and all this stuff. He spent hours, hours when I was there over Christmas uh, visiting my in-laws, uh, filling up a legacy box. And we're so excited. It's going to be a number of weeks. He can see it now. He can track it. And guess what? We're going to have, they've got all this cool stuff. Cause this, you know, my wife's family, you know, naval aviators, there's naval aviators in there, aces, uh, rear admirals, some Navy SEAL stuff going on. I mean, there's some really cool stuff in the wife's family. So we'll have some photos. We can post them online, but we can only do this because of legacy box. Legacy Box transfers it all. They make it so easy, and it is so fun. And now you can share those old photos, share those old film reels, text them back and forth, have them in the cloud, have them on a thumb drive. And you don't have to worry about these. You know, you don't want some big moldy box, you know, and the stuff is all fading over time, and then you're not going to be able to enjoy it. How many of you have a VCR at home? I didn't know. You go on eBay, VCR probably costs like $1,000 now. I mean, it's crazy. Legacy Box is what you need. Go to LegacyBox.com slash buck. You will save 50% today. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. Kick off the new year by saving your family's most cherished memories. LegacyBox.com slash Buck. Heard it on the show? Hear more on the podcast. Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives. More content, more common sense. Find the guides on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. no we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the problem. We didn't realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how... How lucky we were <gasps> yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. We're going to talk about the uh, border crisis, immigration. I know that Speaker of the House Johnson was just down, I believe, at Eagle Pass, and uh, yeah, we've got uh, we got we're going to invite him on the program this week if he can make the time. We'll talk to the Speaker, but a lot of things happening at the border. Uh, it's the most wide open border that it has ever been. There should be no surprise that this is where the Democrat Biden regime has taken things. Um, You'll notice there aren't really any debates that happen on TV about this because it is indefensible. Democrats cannot, de- they can only throw insults, but they could never defend the position because their position is open borders. So we'll, we'll dive into that here coming up in a few minutes. Um, I've got Ed in Colorado wants to talk plagiarism. What's going on, Ed? Colorado, Ed? how's it doing out in Florida right now? I mean, I gotta say, this time of year, Floridians feel pretty, pretty smart. You know, I'm walking around in a t-shirt and flip-flops out here. How you doing? You got a, you got a ski park on, buddy? We're 20 something degrees. I got my leather uh, clothes on top and snow on the ground, but it's still a beautiful sunshine day. Uh, Look, people in Colorado tend to love their state. What's on your mind? 
Yeah, I called about this Harvard thing, and it just it just gripes me really bad. My, at the time, 11-year-old sixth-grade daughter was uh, caught with plagiarism, and she really didn't even understand what it was. In the sixth she grade? Zero. In the sixth grade, yes. Wow. So she had actually turned in two assignments and got hit twice and got two zeros. But Man. she took her punishment. We we sat down. We discussed plagiarism. She learned what plagiarism was, and she learned from it. She went on, and she recovered from it, and she hasn't done it since. Now, my point is, if my 11-year-old daughter can take her uh, punishment for plagiarism and learn from it, why can't Harvard do the same with their uh, president? Well, Ed, first of all, thank you. Take lessons from my daughter who can tell them all about it, and it makes my daughter a bigger person than the president of Harvard. Thank you very much, Ed, for calling, and I'll, I'll address what you're saying. Uh, first off, you know, I'm glad your daughter learned a lesson. It's always, you know, um, I mean, I remember I was when I was coaching soccer, which I did uh, for my high school, Regis High School, one of my players um, at a very inopportune moment uh, drop-kicked a ball at another player, got a red card going into the playoffs and I had to sit him down and say, look, this is really bad, <laughs> but, but better that you do this in your high school career at this level than he went on to play in college. And, you know, he was, a, he was an exceptional player, but you know, it's better to learn that's, you know, lessons learned is still a thing. Uh, man, he really whacked that other kid with the ball too. It was, was not good. <laughs> I was like, I was like, whoa, buddy. And he was such a calm, cool customer too. Anyway, Better learn the lessons young. Obviously, learning is no, no one's going to remember you got a, a zero in sixth grade. Um, but they will remember if you get expelled from Harvard, if you get expelled from, uh, you know, University of Virginia, if you get expelled from University of Florida, you know, whatever. Uh, and that's what they do to people. They, they really hurt people over this rule and academia treats it. It's almost like, um, blowing a source, um, which is a big thing in journalism, right? Journalists still will say, Oh, I, I won't blow a source. You know, I'm not going to, um, you know, burn, burn a source. I should say, uh, you know, you can blow someone's cover. You can burn a source, burning a source. Source burning is a, um, is something that journalists really pretend is, is a total unacceptable scourge in the profession. Um, they act like that with plagiarism in, and by the way, I think that's also not, you know, if you're right wing, don't ever talk to the media because they'll burn you. Um, but I think that that's the same thing with plagiarism. They all pretend that it's so important and now they're, they're acting like it's not. To Ed's question though, I wanted to circle around to this and, you know, his story about what his daughter learned in the lesson. The reason they are desperate to throw up a defense here is that if Harvard University sets the precedent that a prominent DEI hire can be fired for plagiarism, what happens, and there are groups that are going to be looking at this now, we already know that, what happens if the prominent DE, or anyhow, by the way, I think the president of Stanford, he was a white guy, so nobody cared, I think he got um fired recently for plagiarism, if memory serves. Correct me if I'm wrong, team, about that one. But so this is already a precedent for non-DEI hires, but if you set the precedent that a DEI hire can be fired, oh, I don't think she's the last one. That will be fired for plagiarism. I don't think so. That's why they fight this so much. Jim in Melbourne, Florida. What's going on, Jim? Former NYPD. What's up? Uh, thanks for taking my call, Buck. I love your show. Thank um, you. Very simply, during my 20 years with the NYPD, I saw this happen there as well. When you have an agency or a college or a corporation that is more worried about their appearance and their presentation than they are principal, 
They will look at individuals who they want to give the appearance uh, that they're looking for. And the only time that they will dig into the background of a person is if they want to disqualify them. In this case, they chose this professor to be in charge of the college for her appearance, her background, her political beliefs. And they didn't want to look at her background because this was easily findable. And let, let me say, let me say this to you, uh, real, real, real quick, Jim. Do you think she's the only one where this was the case? Oh, ab absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's probably tons of them. But again, you're only looking at a person's background if you're truly in interested that they are principled in the right party for the, part for the job and qualified. If the appearance is what matters, you don't want to look because you don't want to find something that's going to disqualify somebody who said, look, they look yeah. great for us. And, and this is, Jim, thank you for calling in. This is what college admissions has been doing and lying about it for decades. And now the Supreme Court slapped them down and said, that's unconstitutional. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash I heart. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.